So, was this whole movie just a really creepy, stocky ex-boyfriend? I'm Jackie. I once called out Jack in the Box in the mirror five times, and it gave me diarrhea. I'm Justin. Five times? Really? That's excessive. I'm Sam, and this is 1992's Candyman on Stinker Madness. Hello, welcome to Stinker Madness, uh, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jackie. Uh, this week on the show, The Candyman Can, uh, that famous fun time movie starring Sammy Davis Jr. prances around and says, um, babe, don't get murdered by looking in the mirror or something. I don't know what this movie's about. Uh, Sam, it's your pick. Uh, why are we doing Candyman? Because they just re-released it. Yeah. They just remade this movie. Did you so see So we're going to try to make sense of this one and answer the question at the end. Should there be more Candyman? Has anybody in this room seen the new Candyman? No. It just got, came out. I know. Do we got a clue? Like, is it is it just a remake or is it a reboot? No. Or? It is uh, Jake. It is a direct sequel to this film okay. that ignores Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, and Candyman 3, whatever the fuck that's called. Candyman 3, the candying. The caning. The Reese's Pieces in... Rest in Reese's Pieces? <laughs> they should do a holiday one of these where the Candyman jumps out of your tree if you say his name three times into it, like a... Uh, one of those Christmas bulbs that you know reflects your reflection. Mm-hmm. If you say Candyman into the tree three times, he'll teach you the true spirit of Christmas and then kill you. But then you'll come back, like George Bailey, kind of you know learn your lesson type thing. Hi, movie house. <laughs> was that was that Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> yes. Was, I don't know if that I was Jimmy Stewart. I don't have your money. It's at Jack's house and at, at Bill's. <laughs> Uh, speaking of iconic voice actors, uh, Tony Todd is in this. Uh, I would definitely say that Tony Todd's voice is the only reason to come for this movie. <laughs> He's a pretty How good many voice times? actor. Okay, I'm going to burn a question now. I know you've seen it at least three times. How many mm-hmm. times have you watched this movie? Uh, I think three times. Three times? Yeah, I got two more to go before he shows up at my house. Shut so basically, I've made you watch this movie three times. Basically, yes. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. How many times have you seen it, Jackie? Like five. But uh, yeah, I, watch it, I watch it with my mom, right? Because she likes scary movies. I've, I have seen it five times now as well. Okay. I hope I was you guys... really optimistic that I had it figured out about halfway through, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, some, we got some splaining to do. Uh, all right, why, so, don't, why don't we get into this? Uh, tell us what you got, Sam. So Bernard Rose is the director, and he had a happen chance bump in with uh, Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to... Horror, author, sci-fi. He did some sci-fi too, didn't he, Clive Barker? He, what hasn't Clive Barker done? Okay. And the answer is, I don't know. Gotcha. Photographer. He's the real-life Darth Marenghi. Hmm. He may actually be a medical doctor, too. I just don't know. (laughs) Uh, And he wanted to adapt his short story, The Forbidden, 
and Clive Barker's like, yeah, you should go go for it. You, you got you got the I'll tell you the rights, whatever. And so he changed it. The Forbidden was set in 1970s Liverpool, but it still had a sort of social uh, statement about the the class system in England. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, he's basically talking about the African-American poor in the projects. And so he changes the setting to the famous slum uh, Cabrini Green, which was real. They just tore the rest of that down in 2011. Okay. Interesting. It's been completely gentrified. And apparently the new movie, because Jordan Peele's the producer, he didn't end up directing it. Okay. Is set in the gentrified area that was once Cabrini Green sort of furthering these uh, statements about society. Okay. What is interesting is that Bernard Groves ver- wanted to make, and I feel that this film is implicitly solid. It, the history of the Candyman is social injustice, and visually you are, you are greeted with this separation of white people and black people and impoverished and fairly wealthy people in Chicago the entire time. So I really do feel that he implicitly maintained a solid tone with that. It's just that that's the problem with implicit meanings is that a lot of times you walk out with what you walk in with. And a lot of people were like, this is perpetuating black people being bad that already thought that films did that. And then Mm -hmm. those that thought it was uplifting said the same thing. So it has a really mixed, uh, a mixed bag of reviews in that in that sense. And you obviously have someone like Jordan Peele who really loves the film and enough that he has carried on the legacy of it. So it hit right with some people. It didn't hit right with others. Um, Tony Todd really is. It's his favorite role that he's ever done. Okay. I'm really glad they had to back into Tony Todd because originally the studio wanted to spend more money on it and wanted Eddie Murphy to be the candy man. <gasps> no, no. Wow. That would have, He's a one-trick pony, um, and he can't no, he can't not. be a joke candy man. He can act. He was good in Doctor Doolittle. No, uh, Haunted Mansion. No, um, Beverly Hills the, Cop Two. No, uh, the Saturday Night Live. My name is Dolomite. He was good in that. He okay. can act, um, but he, he it wouldn't have worked. Nobody would have. You can't be scared of him. No. He's not scary. That's like that's like Tom Cruise's being the mummy. Like Tom Cruise's ooh, as John Tom Wayne Gacy. Cru- yeah. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, yes, he is scary in real life, but on screen he's not. I mean, I think they they could get away with Tom Cruise as uh what was that guy? Jack Reacher? Cuz they did that. No, the the serial killer who was good looking that was a lawyer. Um Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. I think they could get away with that. He'd have to stand on a bigger yeah, box. Ted Bundy was really <laughs> tall. He's a, he's a little. Tom Cruise is a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Wow, weird choice. Uh, I don't well, think that would have paid didn't. off. Didn't. And uh, Virginia Madsen gets cast because uh, Bernard Rose's then wife Alexandra Pig got pregnant, I believe, mm-hmm. and so she gets bumped up from the Bernadette character, the Bernie character, to the Helen character, but she's like, I don't really think I want to do this. I'm allergic to bees. Not the bees. And then Bernard Rose says, no, you're not. You're just afraid. 
So she goes to UCLA and she comes back with certified results that she's allergic to bees. See, I told you. I am allergic to bees. And then his response was, according to this, you're more allergic to wasps. Oh, <laughs> wow. We aren't doing wasp on this film. So you're safe. What a D-bag. <laughs> so the bee handler that they bring in is apparently a mad. There's a lot of magic regarding bees, and I don't know how reliable any of this bee information is. <laughs> but apparently, when bees are exactly 12 hours old, they look like mature adult bees, but they are not yet able to sting. So Mer Virginia Madsen was only allowed to be around bees that were exactly 12 hours old. Uh, what, so what a logistic nightmare. How does that work? It takes a while to shoot stuff. Like, did, did they just then euthanize the 13? Oh, we got to do it again. 13 hour bees are no good. Get some more 12 hour bees in here. Apparently, activist groups were up this thing's ass the whole time. So... They had to, they couldn't destroy any of the bees, which why would you? Bees are good. They are awesome. gave them to beekeepers, right? Mm -hmm. And so as they, they produced a massive quantity of bees for the film, and then those bees get distributed properly, or so they have told me they, via the internet. They Who knows if they a just massive quantity. Back to the bee factory. <laughs> all on fire. Uh, Tony Todd was able to negotiate a clause into his contract because he knew that he wasn't allergic to bees, therefore would not get the sunny treatment of only having 12-hour-old bees with him. Mm -hmm. So he got he got $1,000 for every sting. Oh. I bet 23? he was just out there waving his yeah. arms around like, sting <laughs> me, fuckers. Where's the queen? I'm going to punch her right in the face. <laughs> After the first time, he's probably like, you know what? This is, I should have should have been more. Should have been more. <laughs> he he took uh, twenty three to twenty six thousand in bee stings. That's um, how. And I mean, how long did it take to shoot this movie? Do you think? A few months. Yeah. The bees took the longest. Apparently, the scene where his mouth is full of bees, it took him. It took thirty minutes to get all those bees in his mouth. Mm. And were those twelve-hour bees, or were they just like "fuck you"? Whatever <laughs> you get, you get whatever bees come along. Yeah, they were street bees. Well, with the thirty-minute time of it taking, all of a sudden, like the twelve-hour bee just doesn't work out, right? It's a right. twelve and a half-hour bee. Is that a dangerous bee? I don't know. I don't have these answers. <laughs> <laughs> Not a he did have a mouthpiece that was supposed to protect him a certain amount, but I guess he got a number of mouth stings, which mouth. had to suck bad. Yeah. I think I think you get to like triple your beefy if you get a mouth sting. I think you just drink a lot of whiskey before that scene so yeah. that you're kind of numb. Yeah. You can just stare at the wall. You know how you like check out when you get too drunk? Yeah. That that would have been my move. But I then what if you like, barfed on the bees? No, because you don't get that bad. <laughs> Stupid. Like You could you also dumb? just have like some Novocaine or something or like that dental numbing you give him laughing goop. gas yeah <laughs> oh no but that doesn't numb your mouth you need that uh that little the swab the little chalky swab that they that's what i would do i'd be like you know get a get a orthodontist in here and numb this whole puppy up before you stick a bunch of bees in there and then 
then you wouldn't be able to tell that you had bees. So then you'd be walking around like, okay, we're done. I'm going to go get some Jack in the box and get diarrhea. Oh, I forgot that I had a bee in my mouth this whole time. Well, and who's checking in for these bee stings? Like I got stung in the mouth and they're like, one, two, that might be a canker sore. We're not going to count that one. Well, you could probably see like, oh yeah, that's swelling up real nice. I mean, when was the last time you were stung by a bee, honey? I've never been stung by a bee. Yeah, it seems like you're not a pro, but and it's been, God, 35 years since I've been stung by a bee. I think only kids really get stung by bees unless they're bee people. I remember the last time that I got stung by a bee. It was in math class. How do you get stung by a bee in math class? I'll tell you. Haas Alley caught a bee and then stuck it in my shirt so it would sting me. <laughs> what an asshole. I was friends with that guy. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. Uh, he didn't make it. Um, anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, so, uh, what else you got, Sam? Where was Vanessa Williams in this whole thing? But there's an Vanessa, actress Vanessa Williams. Williams is a, it's Vanessa Estelle Williams, the mother of the baby. Oh. So the internet's just a little fucked up on that one. Yeah. I, mean, so I was like, I saw her name in the credits, right? And I'm like, oh, yes. they're going to save the best for last. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cheap. Uh, Cheap. <laughs> and I was like, they must be saving the best for last because she hasn't appeared in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, maybe she's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> she, she went back in time and became Miss Universe in 1979 as the baby in a movie in 1992 that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense does it jake no it doesn't but i i was so i was very disappointed yeah i like vanessa williams she's a nice pretty lady sammy so to actually shoot at cabrini green they had to negotiate with the gang that ran it like straight up this place is renowned for during uh new year's celebrations they would just fire automatic weapons into the air the police had go in there and try to like sweep it every once in a while, but they could never keep control of it. So like Mm -hmm. on new year's, they would just close streets off well distanced around this. Cause they're like, yeah, don't go there in new year's. This shit's crazy. Wow. Uh, so they really have the bonfires like they did at the end of the movie. No, the bonfire thing was in the, the original short story and they apparently had kind of a tough time working that in because, and I don't know, having seen, this so many times it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb to me but apparently they felt that way when they were making it like oh nobody does these bonfires but i i mean who's to say right i didn't notice that in in viewing the film that didn't stick out to me so uh but they negotiated with the gang members and so the the gang members that are extras in the movie are real gang members and that's the only way that they could get them to allow them to shoot the movie here and on the last day of shooting Apparently, one of the gang's sharpshooters shot a generator van intentionally, like, to make him know that, yeah, we're still dangerous. And, like, the gang has sharpshooters? Hey, what? Yeah. That's fucking dangerous gang. God damn, yeah. Do they, uh, were those their real gang jackets, or did they Nothing get new ones for the movie? Cabrini Green, other than, like, probably some of the... <laughs> I can't imagine that even any of the the sweet is the sweets or whatever. Like most of that graffiti had to be there. They had minimal impact on that shooting location. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. 
you think you could just pay gang members like, hey, we're going to shoot a movie. Here's 30,000 bucks for one day of your time. They probably had to pay him as well. Don't be dicks. If you kill us, you're not going to get that $30,000. Uh, Virginia Manson had said that right before they started shooting this, a stray bullet hit a school child. Like, right beforehand. This was a bad, bad neighborhood. Yeah. I imagine it. Well, no, you said it was gentrified, but there's still definitely places like this in Chicago. Like, wasn't there all this sort of talk of Chicago being a lawless wasteland during Mm -hmm. the last couple elections? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it pisses me off when, uh, Stray bullets hit people. Like, oh. be better shots. Like, if Speaking you're going to shoot each other, don't miss. Children. Dewan Guy is Jake, the boy, who was known on set as One Take Jake because he was so brilliant <laughs> as a young actor. That's awesome. But you know who he is, though, right? Uh, he grew up to be... Uh, no. The guy, I got, I got nothing. He's Dewan Guy. <laughs> You know the, the one guy? You seen him, Jackie? The one take guy? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> We're talking about the little boy, right? Yeah. He grows up to be Keenan Thompson. No. He grows His up name to is be... Dewan Guy. He's the one guy. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think I'm missing it. His name is Dewan Guy. Oh my God! He grew up to be Dewan Guy. Uh, right now, there's a lot of listeners turning this show off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh my God!" Next, maybe I'll I should listen start, to the news instead. Maybe I should start drinking for this episode because <laughs> I'm not getting the jokes. Okay, Congress is funnier than this. Okay, uh, what else, Sam? That's what I got. Okay. Other than stuff I'll mention in passing as we go through it. Uh, I think we're going to move pretty pretty rapidly through this just because there's not a lot that takes place. But there is some uh, stuff that we do have to talk about even when stuff is not taking place because it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me and maybe... I think by the end of this, if we go into like some minor details, we might be able to solve this. But to me, this is not a, just a straight up a spooktober ween movie. This is also a nonsensical November pick because I don't think it makes any sense. But we'll see. Um, first thing I'd like to point out is uh, the tracking shot, chopper shot over the credits of the city. Yeah. What do you think the percentage of films are? that have helicopter shots of the city at the beginning. Seven does. I actually have some interesting information on this shot. The Skycam, and I think it was probably done on a plane, not a helicopter, was just invented. This is one of the first uses of the Skycam for this sort of shot that is able to basically put a 500 millimeter lens on a down-facing camera on a plane and shoot without any shake. So they were all very excited because nobody had really seen this before. And then, you know, years later, Seven beats this shot to death. Yeah. And yeah. it's awesome. It still works. And they did the same. Like, they, they copied it almost to the T with the slow droning music. And the they're like, oh, we like that. We're going to just do a lot of it in Seven. And it, it works in Seven, too. But I, I like this shot. And it goes really well with Philip Glass's uh, music. 
I'm going to say 25%. 25, a quarter of all movies start out with the city. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be the, a picture of the road, right? It can be like a, yeah, a panning shot. shot. No narration or dialogue while a you know, helicopter or plane Well, what would have made the, this one better if they would have showed the bean? The bean. The great, big, shiny chrome bean that's on the South Loop, because then you would know for sure you were in Chicago. <laughs> or they could show the Sears Tower, which is much more iconic, which they we, They just do the opposite of what they did and have a bunch of pan tilts of buildings and landmarks and it's every set of establishing shots in every movie ever no this 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 works good and it's early on and you don't really now this is a more popular shot but even in establishing shots the just overhead sky cam is not a, a well used shot say all right, so then after the establishing shot, we get some Tony Todd dialogue of him being like, I am the thing in the night, blah, blah, blah. Then the entire city of Chicago gets swarmed by bees? What was that? And then Virginia Madsen's face, like, comes out of it. And then there's, like, an actual matte work visual effects composite shot where the city buildings uh-huh. stay, but the bees go, right? And then Virginia Madden, Madsen's face is there. I think this is how the Candyman relocates. It just moves. Yeah, like he was in Detroit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, screwed that place so, up pretty good. I need to move on. Well, that, and you know, now we know about these pesky, you know, academic types mm. like myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are out there disproving him yeah you elitist and that's where he gets his power so he's like oh fuck again i have to move again and so he just relocated him and all of his b people yeah stupid michigan timber what are the what are the what's the mascot for the university of michigan the wolverines wolverines yeah okay uh yeah those buttholes um so anyways and then like so everything's all scary right but then Virginia Madsen plays a character by the name of Helen. Uh, she's doing her postgrad thesis. Don't know if it's a uh, master's or doctorate. I'm assuming doctorate. Um, b- but uh, no, shouldn't it be her master's thesis? Uh, okay. Should be a master's and, thesis and a dissertation for your doctorate. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So and, she's a little be- bit old to be getting a master's. Yeah. Well, you're never too old to learn. No, but I get... So, this is what I was thinking. Is that they kind of tried to make her out like she was younger. Mm. And like she had met her husband while attending the university. Oh, my. So, you know that he's got, you know, a thing for dating his students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's icky. Uh, Anyways, so she is uh, talking to, uh, I guess, a student or somebody about her... Uh, urban legends thesis that she's working on. And so we've got this spooky tone with this, this Claw Reese type feeling uh, uh, you know, where, where a, a young, beautiful woman is pursuing uh, a serial killer. And we all know where this is going. But then the next thing we see is Ted goddamn Raimi, the least frightening thing on the planet. <laughs> they, She's interviewing a student who's telling the story, and she's telling the story in Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. 
And then Deborah, because I wrote some of this down, like she's like dating Michael, but like this is <laughs> Billy because Billy is like a bad boy, and Billy's so tough. she's like gonna give Billy what she never gave Michael because he's so bad. Yeah, he- and then Billy shows up, and it's Ted Ramey. It's Ew, Ted gross. Ramey. It was so gross. Naughty boy Ted Ramey. Yes, I understand he's not an attractive man, Jackie, but he is. He's also not a, a naughty gift, looking boy. He, he is a gift to humankind, the Ted Ramey. I'm not saying he's not, but he is. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If you're going to go for the, the classic typecasting, right, that this movie so right. obviously is around. <laughs> Can't have couldn't Ted we, Ramey. Yeah. Couldn't we get like a, a better. <laughs> Tough guy. Yeah. Like, why didn't we just get the. The Fawns, you know, like, hey, Winkler. (laughs) I mean, come on. This guy is so not intimidating. (laughs) And then she's like, go downstairs and I have a surprise for you. It's herpes. Yep. And so she calls out Candyman. Cindy is like, hey, have you heard about Candyman, Ted Raimi? And he's like, I'm here for the booty. And uh, she's like, well, here's what you do is you call his name five times in the mirror and you stand on one leg and you spin around three times and that's what it's all about. And he's like, this is dumb. When do we get to screwing? And she's like, well, go downstairs, big boy. And so he does. But then she's like, Candyman, Candyman in the mirror. And he pokes her. He detonates her. He penetrates her. So here's the deal. I honestly thought that we were going to get mm-hmm. the whole two pump chump out of out of, out the, out of this whole scene. Billy. Yeah, that you know he was going to lift up her skirt and they were going to uh, go to town. He was like, Candyman, uh, Candyman, uh, oh no! I didn't get to five. <laughs> I didn't get to five. So then he just leaves. Right? <laughs> He's like, don't tell anybody about this. We're all. I'll knife you. But yeah. then he pulls out a knife, but it's actually a hair comb uh-huh. uh, because he's got on all of his inspiration from the fonts. Yeah. And his, his other pockets, a, a cigarette lighter gun. Yeah. <laughs> so he just leaves. And then she's like, oh, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Uh-huh. And she finishes it, off. it yep. off like, it's never going to work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get past three. <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. Um, So... That's how she hears of the Candyman. I think this is the first that she becomes aware of the myth of Candyman, right? I guess so. Also, it should be mentioned in 1992 at the University of Illinois, you can smoke inside. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they're all just smoking like damn chimneys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I miss the good old days of smoking indoors at public places. Why I'm waiting for my food at Denny's. And so she is like, uh, she goes over to her husband, who we meet. His name is Trevor. Of course, oh, his name God. is Trevor. And he's a, he's a, oh, God. He is just the type of guy who thinks that he is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, you know what? I can get any chick I want mm-hmm. at this university. Right, right. And I'm going to do it. And she's like, hey, Dick, I told you not to talk to the students about urban legends. They're, you're tainting my thesis. And he's like, sorry, babe. I got to teach what I got to teach. Well, this also, wasn't part of your curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, student. What class are you sure, teaching? Sure, you're my wife, but I'm not altering my curriculum for your thesis. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, I think they could both fuck off. Uh, and then she's like, who is that Stacy bitch? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Stacy. She's madly in love with me yeah. because she has hormones and boobs. Yeah. Like yeah. all of the students in this class. Are you boning her? No. 
Don't be ridiculous. Uh, of course not. <laughs> he's, he's totally, yeah, that's totally what he sounds like. He's smiling and smirking as he says it, like, you'll never uh, catch a, me. I'm the candy man. <laughs> he's a total cockbag, but at the awful. same time, she used to be Stacy and she sure. married him. Exactly. These are expectations that she should have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm pointing out that she has made a poor life choice. Yes. She's just one in the long line of Stacy's. Yeah. She definitely settled for him based off of his brains. Mm-hmm. Because we also find out that he has a drinking problem. Right? He's Oh, man, this guy's a piece of work. Um, all right. So then she's work, she goes back to writing or whatever, and the janitor is like, oh, you're working on the candy man, huh? Uh, well, uh, let me uh, let me tell you about the candy man. Uh, he killed a lady over in, what's this place called? Cabrini Green? Cab- Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. And she's like, oh, well, that sounds pretty interesting. He's like, you should check it out. It's in the papers. And she's like, the papers? Like, how the... If it, if the Candyman is so much of, like, a major foundation of, of this city in this area, how is she just... Her thesis is on urban legends, and she's never heard of the one that lives in her city. So she's 75% of students doing a master's thesis. Good point. <laughs> yeah. And considering that we learned later that uh, one of her friends slash professor guys has already written a paper on this. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know about this paper and he has to fill her in. So I'm, I'm thinking that the research is not real strong in this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't think she's going places. But I love how we perpetuate the stereotypes again mm-hmm. with this scene because obviously there's black people at this college, but they're just here to clean. Right. And that's what I got out of it. Mm. Because mm. even her uh, co-researcher uh, it has the light. I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like I remember watching this Cosby episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. Where they uh, it was really popular to do a brown bag test, brown? a paper bag test. I don't know what that is. On your face. What? If you were, if you were not white. So huh? you wanted to be paler than the paper bag, if I'm remembering this right. And there was a whole episode on the Cosby show about it because the daughter didn't have paper bag colored skin. And so it was, you're too dark, blah, 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 blah. So to me, this is just kind of perpetuating that because the... Who who was telling her that she was too dark? Bill Cosby? No, her friends. Oh. And her friend's mom. They were like, so you can't be our pal because you're darker than a paper bag? Yeah. Wasn't the whole thing about the Cosby, like... Yeah, well, she was just too dark, and she was too African-American, and she was never going to go anywhere in this world. Interesting. I have never heard of that in my life. Yeah, that's, uh, it was, I I, I didn't know about it, but I did, I do remember seeing it on the Cosby show. Huh. Um, so I I think that this kind of perpetuates into that mentality of the time, right? Where it was like, well, this light-skinned African-American lady, she's, she's a college student. Mm-hmm. But these other ones, they're mm. not passing the paper bag test. So they're they're cleaning ladies. Okay. She's also dressed like Blossom. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the fashion in this the nineties were a crime. Yes, they were. They were a crime. Um, so she uh she reads the stories about this lady, Ruth. Well, she gets her friend. Ruth Jean. Uh huh. The cleaning lady gets her friend from outside of the well, hall and, we, th- and brings her in, and okay. then she tells her her name was Ruthie Jean. Okay. And gives her the details that she needs to go do the research. Okay, great. Thanks for adding in 
that. You know, I like to just put in some filler sometimes yeah. and, and listen to myself talk. A lady came in and said the same thing that Justin just said. Okay. Thanks, honey. Oh, um, you're welcome. Well, you're welcome. So she reads about Ruthie Jean in the newspaper and she's like, wait a minute. Cabrini Green looks like my apartment building. They were built by the same people and therefore they were both projects. One just got gentrified and my condo I paid too much for. <laughs> yeah. She also got to read it on microfiche, which I always like microfiche. Yeah, in movies, it looks good, and it confuses um, all the kids. It does. They're like, what is that newspaper machine? <laughs> that is what the, is a newspaper? The internet looks Dial really weird. Dial phones? <laughs> Cameras that run out of film? Can yeah. openers that don't... What's this handle on it for? Mm -hmm. This is not a can opener. Where's the electric one? Oh, dude, I think kids use hand can openers i think i haven't seen electric can opener in years i used to really like them because they would you know the little magnet on the top would get the top of the can so you don't have to like stick your finger and stuff in yeah, there and risk getting cut but they were all pieces of shit and they always broke electric can openers suck well that's why we don't yeah. have one right <laughs> uh anyways so she learns that her condo is crappy also she's like hey bernadette come over i want to show you something and uh, so they're like, see this ordinary looking medicine cabinet? Uh-huh. Well, guess what? There's a hole behind it that leads into the other. Why on God's green earth, if you're building condos or uh, Section 8 housing, would you be like, well, to save a couple dollars, we're going to leave. Uh, we're going to cut a hole in the wall behind the medicine cabinets. What possible reason could construction workers think that that was? I bet that in the original building, the the gang members were like, hey, we need to get from apartment to apartment just in case the police sweep. What do you think about putting it behind the mirrors? Yeah. The gang members go to the city council and say, uh, yes, while you're building, could you do us a solid? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's a they, perfectly They built them like this because they could manufacture the steel for the medicine cabinets in a way that they just basically friction locked into the hole. These are real. And the medicine cabinet murders were real in Chicago. What? Yes. Holy shit. What? How many? Do you know? At least three. Uh, oh, that's awful. And they would go from apartment to apartment through those holes. <gasps> So I think some people have some splaining to do because, and that's twice in this episode I've done that. Um, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You can't leave holes. Like that's not safe. <laughs> so my biggest fear when nope. I lived in an apartment, right, uh -huh. was that somebody was going to call come through the crawl space because it's it's all connected underneath, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And so yep. I would always block that hole and put something really heavy over the top of it. Uh huh. Um, and if it was in the ceiling, I would try to put something that was glass and would possibly cut someone. <laughs> I, one time I put, um, Did you, I, you I had a vase and I put it up there with a knife sticking up at the top so that if they tried to come down, they'd get stabbed. You literally were Kevin McAllister. Yeah. I was fucking scared of it. I, I was like, you know, I bet this connects up to the other apartments and I don't think I'm wrong. And it does the vase with a knife at the top, a pretty big deterrent. If it's dark and you're just kind of falling out of that thing, you're going to get stabbed. And not only that, you're going to get glass in your ass because it's going to break 
and you're going to get a big stabbins. And it, 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 it's all in comedic fashion, too. And then it's going to wake me up because mm-hmm. I'll hear the face crash and then I can get up and run for it. Uh, anytime that uh, when it comes to home security, Jackie, you're now in charge. <laughs> yeah, I, I also would not put anything that I really cared about underneath this area just in case they bled. Mm-hmm. Because like if I had like a nice coat or something, I'd put it on the other side of the closet because then if they bled onto my clothing, it was like, well, that's kind of my throwaway <laughs> clothing anyway. So it's okay. If someone gets stabbed and bleeds on that, I'm willing to part with it. That is some weird thoughts that you had back then. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, I lived alone. <laughs> right. So they summon Candyman. They're like, oh, you, you don't think it's real, do you? I dare you. No. Do you? Do you? Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. And... Uh, Nothing happens. Well, okay. the other lady chickens out. Oh, that's true. She, But uh, Helen, she does it five times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that night, she's sleeping. She hears a noise. Oh, my God. It's Candyman. Nope. It's her scummy husband <laughs> who's coming in in the middle of the night, drunk off his butt. Like. And why does he jump at her like some kind of weird psycho? I mean, this is Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So home in, you know, home break ins in the middle of the night raping women in their apartments that climbing kind of through your medicine cabinet yeah i mean that shit is happening mm-hmm. so why in the fuck would you think it was okay well i don't think he really thinks that much of- like he just like snuck in on all fours and then jumped on her right yeah trevor's a douchebag he's a total douchebag and she is she doesn't even like really question where have you been what were you doing why are you drunk who were you with none of this comes up she has no clue where he is, and then he shows up drunk off his butt. I would be, I would feel terrible if I did this to you, Jackie. But then also, I would expect you to have some questions for me. <laughs> I wouldn't be asking him why you were drunk. I'd be like, okay, lay down now. Don't puke on my comforter like you did at Christmas time. Mm, okay. But, you know, but later in the film, though, he does the same thing with her, right? Like mm-hmm. she's in jail and he was like, well, I don't know. I thought you were out with your buddy doing yeah. more research. Right. In the projects, and I don't come back. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there anyway. But really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not going to make it. These. Two. I mean, nowadays, I could just locate you on my phone. Right. I know exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Which is usually downstairs playing video games. Yeah. But don't if you to try to leave, yeah. <laughs> I can find you. <laughs> it's like, don't bother to say that you left your phone at home because you never do. So if you leave ever leave your phone at home, I'm going to know okay. that you're out drinking. Carousing. And there's going to be a cat fight later. Okay. When you jump on me and I'm like. Weird. Um, okay. So they, uh, the pair of them, Helen and uh, Bernadette, they decide to go to Cabrini Greens. They're like, all right, let's check out where this Ruthie Jean lady died and see if we can gain some uh, knowledge about what the, who, what the Candyman is, that, that these people live in such squalor that in order to for their brains to live with the reality that they are, that is put upon them, they have uh, invented this myth of the Candyman to explain away just that their lives are shitty and so that's where they're going that's where their thoughts are they are able to confirm the police reports and the newspaper Mm -hmm. what i'm burning a question now helen what will you find that will help your thesis here uh it makes for i mean in all reality it makes for a great book 
because people like me who are never going to go into those neighborhoods because I am desperately white mm-hmm. and stupid about it. Um, and I know desperately I desperately white, desperately white. <laughs> like, I don't think that's I, the right word. I know that I am a fucking idiot when it comes to the world. Right. I know that I am. Okay. And I know that I would probably be like, hi, how's it going? And then I would get shot because I, they'd be like, narc or something. Mm. Right. Because I'm just overly friendly. As you know, we've traveled the world together. Um, and we've had some weird times. Anyway. Um, like this one. Yeah. So <clears throat> people like me are going to be like, oh, she investigated this. She took a bunch of pictures from the projects. I can now go out and buy this book and I don't have to wonder. Yeah. yeah she's doing it for authority reasons. She's proving that she did the legwork, Sam. This is good uh, and useless uh, fact checking. All right. This is- and she used a Ford Festiva, so she got good gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so they go in. Um, the residents there think that, that they're cops, so they're kind of safe. Um, they find this apartment, and the hole behind the mirror, sure enough, there's also a hole there. Um, the uh, There's a neighbor, and she's being kind of creepy at first, but then she's pretty friendly, and she divulges that... Uh, or no, the, the janitor lady also said that there was... the Ruthie Jean, her banging in the in the wall and then uh she when she called 911 she said he's coming through the wall and so they find this hole and say oh okay there is a killer he came in through the the back bathroom window and uh uh this is all just uh false myth and well and these apartments seem pretty spacious mm-hmm. because the way that they shot it anyway it made it seem like there was just the neighbor lady and then murder apartment mm-hmm. on this particular hallway. Right. And then they had a view out to the parking lot. It was just kind of like, I don't, I mean, I guess they shot it there. So it had to be, you know, no, oh, the exteriors they shot. This could have been right. But, stage. Uh, anyway, I, I would just think there, that there'd be more, yeah. uh, there'd be more apartments on that yeah, floor. Right. Um, so there's also a way that they're laid out where they have a lot of what are called pop outs. And so they could have just been on one of the center pop outs. And so even though there's like 40 apartments on that floor, they're just in a pop out that only has two apartments. Yeah. And so you'd walk around the corner and then in the corridors would lead to a wider section of more doors. And then there'd be another pop out on the end. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, either way, uh, but it's, Jackie's point is still that these are big apartments. They're spacious. Um, so that's kind of nice uh, for the projects. Anyways, so she goes, Helen goes through the window, bathroom window door, and uh, inside she's taking a bunch of pictures. There's graffiti. There's uh, the reoccurring thing, sweets in the streets, sweets for the st- sweets to the streets, whatever that sweets. is. Sweets. Okay, I wrote it down. Hold on. Excuse me. Sweets to the sweet, which is not. They had to do this probably for the movie. Sweet to the sweet. Because I, yeah, because I make any doubt sense. it's in. It's from Hamlet. So I'm thinking that it was done for the movie. Okay. Way to class Unless the up gangs this film. Were really big on Hamlet. Uh, are we sure that it's the gangs or is this Candyman's graffiti? It's Candyman inspired graffiti from hamlet so i'm thinking they did it through for the movie <laughs> the but your, your implication there sam is still the same these uh 
people that live in the projects, I'm not saying that they can't enjoy some Hamlet. It just seems that uh, it's very odd graffiti style to be like, oh, what sweets is sweets? Well, you ignorant bastard with your spray paint rattle can. Have you never read Hamlet? <laughs> well, they probably had to in high school. So you don't know. Maybe that just really stuck with someone. They don't go to high school. They're drug dealers. Well, they were kids before they were drug dealers, I right? Think, I don't think people that go on to be gang members really... I mean, that whole Dangerous Mind thing was kind of bullshit. I think they just don't go to school. You could just be a drug dealer. Because that's what you're going to do anyways. You know, if they were smart, they would educate a handful of gang members. Mm-hmm. All the way up to criminal defense lawyers. Mm-hmm. So that way they would always have a loyal lawyer. That's a good point. That that's would good be strategy. able to... Uh, yeah bail them out right mm-hmm. make make connections with inside the court system that's because a, that's what you have to fucking do build a criminal empire right there and you know like the departed yeah like the departed oh <laughs> i've not i've not seen that you haven't seen the departed no oh my gosh we're gonna have to take care of that pretty soon but uh, jesus i mean isn't that a great idea yeah hey. uh, apparently i'm not the first one to think of it no. but i mean damn so she is going through she finds this graffiti and uh she also finds uh like uh, the the last stop on her tour is uh candy with razor blades in it hmm it's kind of like that joke that i told like a really long time ago about the farmer yeah we're not doing that (laughs) (laughs) we we all know that one but she runs out of film well and what what farmer's daughter does appear in this movie so that's interesting yeah good connection there uh, but she runs out of film. Right. And, you know, if, if it's me, mm-hmm. and I am me, <laughs> okay, All right. Uh, I am not going somewhere without at least a pocket full of film. Yeah. Because I don't want to come back. Right. And I don't know what I'm going to find. So I'm going to bring at least two backups. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seemed She's... like to me that she maybe had some other pictures on this roll already. Yeah. She seems like an idiot. She's yeah. also shooting in color positive, which is really expensive. Ooh. Yeah. Not not good. Um, all right. Uh, which conflicts with her Ford Festiva, Sam. <laughs> She's a walking contradiction. All right. So uh, she talks to the neighbor. The neighbor's like, yeah, I heard the screams. I believe in Candyman. Um, okay. Well, thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Uh, at... Uh, then she goes to a dinner with her husband and his friend and that's where he's like <laughs> you dolt you know nothing of candy man if you have not read my paper on him <laughs> yeah this guy is a d-bag he is also a d-bag who do, who do you think you are orson wells <laughs> yeah why don't you drink some more champagne and then try to sell us champagne <laughs> That would be great. Oh, the French. He's like, but at the same time, he makes a valid point. He's like, you haven't read my paper on yeah, this? And she's like, no, but I'm going to bury you. I'm like, maybe you should maybe read his so you know what you're up against, right. stupid. Yeah, everybody sucks. Like, it, it. This is an ego fest for it, academics. It and I, I hate to say it. I, I, have an, uh, I have a doctorate degree, right? And... There are a lot of people that do this kind of weird shit. And I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. You are not high and mighty. You just have more student loan debt than most people. Right. Ugh, gross. Like, can't you use that for some good? All right. So this guy, he does actually contribute something here because he does explain the legend of the Candyman's origin. Who he was, he's like, it all started in 1890 and Candyman was this dude 
and he's just doing his dude thing. He's he was a painter. Walking around. From a prestigious family. Being like king in kung fu. And uh, but then and he, he got a commission. And, and and then the farmers was like, hey, my daughter's she's getting pretty long in the tooth for being a virgin. You want to knock the dust off of that? And the- uh, you want to paint her portrait? I'm, I'm interpreting for you. Keep going. Oh, I thought it was banger. No, it was no. It was, he hired her. Paint the portrait the candy of my man. daughter. Oh, so the candy man's like, yeah, sure, I'll paint. Oh, oh, she is nice. I like. That I would you like to run away with me? Getting on top of her as oh, we speak. Oh, this is nice. Yes, <laughs> and I'm going to paint uh, her face. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that might. It's been in a my far. eye. <laughs> might have been a little. I'm going to tell my dad. <laughs> yeah. So she gets knocked up, and uh, the the farmer uh, is like, "Oh hell no!" and hires a gang of uh, George Zimmerman's Hooligans. to uh, kill him. And so they drag him out into the streets, and they chop off his hand, his his one hand. They're like, ha-ha, now you can't paint anymore. <laughs> but you can still wipe your butt, so that's right. cool. <laughs> yeah, doing you would be cruel. It took both of them. Uh, what well, they're going to cover weirdo. him in bees and burn him. And, like, really, the hand is just extraneous. And they're like, hey, look, over there, there's some, some beehives. <laughs> We're killing this guy. Uh, we've been hired to torture him in public. Usually what we do is hook him to the back of a Ford Festiva and drive him down the street, but uh, we don't have those yet, so let's use the bees. <laughs> Who uses bees? These guys use bees. They slather, slather him in honey and the bees sting him to death. Well, so how many people are actually allergic to bees? Do we know? Like, like in a, the world? Yeah, like a rough estimate. Like No idea. Okay, so. I'm not. Maybe they're like, I read in The Onion uh-huh. last week that 75% of people die from bee stings. Which would then mean that it's not actually 75%. Yeah. So he's like, come on, Gary, get out the bees. But Farmer Jack has really been working hard on those bees this year. Just get them. Get them so we can smother him. Okay, bees, sting him in the forehead. We want him to look like he had zits. <laughs> Hey, it's not working. Yeah, because you read The Onion, stupid. That's not... I don't think you know what The Onion is. It is a bona fide newspaper, sir. It is how I get all of my my information. Mm-hmm. Did you know the aliens and the Sasquatch are real? That, that is also not The Onion. I think you need to stop with The Onion because you clearly don't know what The Onion does. Uh, Sam, you seem like you want to speak. <laughs> so, yeah, they... they... Cover him in bees, which would kill anybody. X amount of bee stings, you die. No, they cover him in honey. Um, they cover him in honey. The They cover him in the honeycomb from the hive, so the bees' olfactory senses feel that this man has stolen their hive, and so they sting him to death. I guess. I don't think that would work. I, I'm, it doesn't I'm, matter. They burn him. They burn him afterwards. They cut off his hand. They get bees was, on him. They gonna, burn him. He was going to yeah, get and, killed. And how many bees died in that fire? Right. Tragic. Uh, that was good honey, too. I, I just, like, it's an odd origin story. Like, the bee thing is so completely unnecessary. It is honestly just as necessary to this story as not the bees in the Wicker Man. Why bees? Like, just... What's the bees are the most complicated part of this filmmaking, and even the visual shots of the city, everything that's expensive about this movie 
has to do with these bees. And they just don't need to be there. They don't need to be there. Like, if you're going to... I mean, I just think it's so ridiculous. Like, ha, 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 we've been commissioned to kill this guy. And he's laying on the ground naked with his hand off. And he's like, ow, 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 ow. Like, it's not... And they're like, those bees are really getting him. Ouch. They stung him in the dick. Which would explain why he chops that kid's dick off later. Okay, thank you. And so, like... Does everything have to be about private parts on this episode? There uh, is a shot in this movie where somebody gets I, their. I understand, their and we will off. get to that. But seriously, my point is stung in the wiener. That it's not. If you're being bad guys, this isn't scary. <laughs> Murder <laughs> by bees is the least horrific way to go I could think of. Yes, it's not fun. It's not pleasant. But is it like? Whoa, the horror. Look at that man go. Oh, oh, oh. Well, maybe that's why they went to fire. They're like, oh, fuck, dude, this is taking too long. The pub's going to close pretty soon. I, Let's just burn why him up. Why did the filmmakers decide bees, Jackie? That's the point. It Sam, doesn't make sense. I feel like the bees are part of the original. He didn't want to venture far from the Clive Barker work. Mm. It just doesn't line up with me. Anyways, all right, so that's his origin. And he's like, oh, these guys are pissing me off and I'm dead now and I'm going to come back and be a bad guy. Or, well, well they, they burn him and then they spread the ashes over what will eventually become Cabrini Green. Right, right. He's the ghost of... So that's how he's he's haunted because they like go through all that. Bees mm-hmm. burning and then they spread the ashes. Right. I thought he uh, I thought he came from Detroit. Right. He <laughs> 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 was popping around. We saw that at the beginning. Right. Okay. Um, so then... Uh, Helen goes back to take more pictures. She meets the kid, Jake, one take Jake. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I know where Candyman is, uh, but I'm not taking you to him cause he'll get me. And she's like, well, I won't tell anybody if you don't. And he's like, well, okay. Even though that's not how Candyman works at all. Um, let's go. And so he takes her to a public bathroom and he's like, he's in there. That's where he lives. There was this kid and he really had to go potty. And his mom was like, la, 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 look at all these good deals at the shopping center across the street. <laughs> and she, he's like, I really got to pee. Mom, mom, I'm doing the pee-pee dance. And she's like, nope, don't have time. And Oh, 30% off. And he's like, fine, bitch. <laughs> I'm out of here. Going across the street. Pee well, she said, here. don't bother me. I'm trying to pick out nail polish. Just fucking go across the street. There's a public toilet over there. Not, can we ask somebody in the store, hey, can we use your toilet? toilet. It's, go across across the street it's only four lanes of traffic you'll be fine <laughs> and uh you can play on the playground until i'm done right. after you take your your pee-pee so the kid goes in there i don't know why he even has anything to do with candy man it's not like he's like okay every time i have to go potty i have to say candy man five times uh he just whips his wiener out to go pee-pee and candy man chops his dinger off <laughs> yeah candy man's like it's been a while i need to get my subjects back in line wiener's up why did he he didn't kill him the i mean the little boy even jake one take jake is like uh yeah was fate worse than death so he didn't die why did candy man shot that boy's wiener off oh god i don't know even (laughs) if it's not the mythos Candyman. If it's the actual living, breathing Candyman who we're getting introduced to in two seconds, 
Why did that candy man chop off that little boy's wiener? I think it was Homeless Harry. Okay. And he was in there and he's like a pervert and mm-hmm. he gave him the chop. Okay. And then threw it in the toilet. And then... <laughs> And then ran out of the bathroom without anybody seeing it. Because the other thing that Jake, one take Jake explains is they hear the boys screams. The entire store, like shopping district runs outside. A tough guy goes in there and turns around immediately. His hair turned white. He was so like freaked out. So there's not even anybody in the bathroom. Homeless Harry, they didn't see Homeless Harry walking out. They didn't see our fake Candyman walking out. They couldn't explain how this boy's penis came off. It had to be the real Candyman, and he had just developed a minor case of wiener chopping lust. The, the, and then got over it real fast. That doesn't yeah, line up he, with his character at all. Yeah, well, maybe he was trying something new. Like Sam says, right? He, he's like, I just, I, I want to try this so bad. It's been a long time. I'm just I'm just going to try to chop off somebody's wiener. It, and then he's like, oh, my God, this is horrific. And I'm never going to do this to anybody again. I am so sorry, I feel, kid. I feel real bad about this. Uh, Just fucking scream. Oh. And somebody will come and put a Band-Aid on your wiener. I'm out. I, I'm supposed to be the spirit of vengeance or something. I'm not really sure what my milieu is. But uh, uh, sorry about your dick, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I am so I, I really hope that medicine has gotten far enough to sew that back on. I. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking about it for a while, and I just thought, well, maybe I'll just reach my hook up through the toilet and cut off a wiener. So you guys remember Lorena Bobbitt, right? Yeah. Yep. So when she did that, um, you know, her her husband was Trevor, basically. Uh, Probably didn't deserve to get his wiener chopped off, but anyway, she did. And then she was like, uh, he's sitting there going, oh, no, my penis. And she gets in the car, and uh, she's driving down the road, you know. And she throws it out the window. That's how she got rid of the penis. That's how the cops found it. But what happened was there was a car driving down the other direction and it splattered against the windshield. And the uh, little girl that was sitting next to her dad, he saw the penis and she's like, what was that, daddy? And and, and the dad's like, well, oh, uh, that was a bug. And she's like, that bug had a huge cock. <laughs> Such a a dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) True story. True story. Okay. I was the little girl. Um, (laughs) So, so she, she, Helen goes into the bathroom. She's like, okay, I'll check it out. And somebody has written poop. The street, the sweets of streets. The sweet to the sweet. In poop. In poop. And not just any poo. This is really big, right? And it's not like it's a smear. This is somebody who has taken a shit and just shit by shit has just put it up there. Like they eat a lot of peanut butter and a lot of cheese. They know it's going to stick good and it's clumpy. They even cared about what font it was in. (laughs) This is like the Renoir of poo writing. Who did that? It took me three weeks, but we got her, boys. And then she's like going stall to stall. She opens up the last one, and there's an arrow pointing at the toilet in poop. Mm Mm-hmm. Implying that it's Candyman who pooped (laughs) and made poop art. And he's like, I can't draw anymore, but I sure can shit and put it on the wall for you. And I crap bees. She opens up the lid, and there's it's filled with bees. Which immediately you're like, eh. You get the fuck out of there. You have just disturbed their nest. 
you don't fucking, oh, I gotta take some pictures of this shit. And then we see the hook. Yeah, yeah. But I want to, let's go back to the pooping thing because we just stumbled across something. Uh I never, I never put this together. I always thought maybe like the arrow was pointing like the candy man lives in the toilet or something. Like go down there and he's like in the sewer or something. And she opens up and she's like, ah, bees. I think you're right. I think he poops bees. This is his private toilet. And poop. <laughs> so that would explain the wiener chop, because this kid's using his private toilet. Uh-huh. And he's like, nope, wiener chop. Well, I thought maybe that, like, that was the explanation of the kid, like, hey, you're pissing in my house, kid. Stop doing that. I'm chopping your wiener off so you stop peeing on me. But that doesn't line up. No, this is a private bathroom That's for the candy man. That's where candy man poops. And he's like, don't use my fucking toilet. And sometimes maybe he the poops kid... poop, and sometimes he poops bees. Maybe he <laughs> didn't... Uh... The kid like dribbled on the seat and he's uh-huh. like, I have to sit in that litter, you little fucker. Right. It's it's still a pee-pee vengeance. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want you pissing him in this spot. Dude, there's two other stalls. Two, Pick one. two other stalls, kid. He would have been perfectly fine if he just, it was just a total random, okay, whatever. And we know now that the candy man does not flush. Well, he doesn't poop in the toilet unless he it's bees. He poops the bees, but those bees were like racking themselves i mean they were at the top of the toilet it's all it's the way time the to flush yeah <laughs> come filled, on you filled it up candy man <laughs> you're gonna have to move to the next stall all and right. then we're gonna have another wiener chop on our hands so all right so she turns around there's some hoodlums there uh one is the i guess the drug the main drug dealer for the area <laughs> he's got a hook that's his weapon of choice his signature because he's the candy man that sells drugs. And he has appropriated the name Candyman from the myth to frighten his enemies, I guess. I guess. <sighs> so he's like, uh, hey, white lady, uh, bonk. I think that this doesn't he, end with a bonk. No, I don't think it does either. I think she's raped and murdered. Yeah, I think she's gangbanged. She's mm-hmm. left for dead. And then the little boy is the only one that comes in there and he's like, oh, motherfucker!" And he just goes back to his yep. thing. Oh, oh. He takes her cash. <laughs> <laughs> and a watch. He's like, she's not going to make it. I've seen this before. Yeah, the, he, the candy man uses his hook to bonk her on the side of the head. He gives her a black eye. Whoa. But it's, it's, it's uh, as we see in the next shot, it has been stitched shut. So he's done some damage. It's a bad black eye. And it's a real uh, rough one. she's, you know, kind of acting like, oh, I've got arthritis and it's hard to get around. But I don't really believe that she's that hurt. But I no. don't believe that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe that they've told you more than once to get the fuck out. They are not going to just bonk you in the head no. with a hook and, and leave you. Say bye bye. That was your warning. No, this guy is a killer. He, yeah. They. The cops ha- now have a case on him. They're pinning Ruthie Jean's murder on him and a few others that were linked to the Candyman. This guy's going up the river. Sort of, because they really only have evidence of one bonking. Of one like, bonking. We got him now yeah. on aggravated assault. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be in the can for three weeks. Three weeks. Yep, good, good. And he will not find you after putting your name in the paper because that's what happens to her. She is the one who has... Uh, found the Candyman. She's pieced it all together, and the papers are like, "Oh my gosh, this lady! She's she's Jodie Foster, and uh, she's a uh, she's in the local section, and now she big publishers. We gotta get this put book. Her, yeah, like no, that guy's gonna get out in three weeks. He now knows your name, stupid, and he is going to kill you and your family, so you cannot testify. 
But she's got Trevor pictures of the ghetto, it. so we don't have to go down there. Right. <laughs> and it's going to sell books. I'm telling you. Uh, she's a moron. Um, she also, after the police meeting, mm-hmm. goes out to Jake and he's like, it, it'll, it was supposed to be a secret. And she's like, it is a secret. And he's like, the newspaper people are here. Uh-huh. And she's like, don't worry, Jake. The Candyman's not real. And he goes, your face is telling a different story, lady. <laughs> Um, so everything's going pretty good for her, right? Other than the fact that this drug dealer is about to murder her in about three weeks. Um, she's, you know, her, her friend's like, oh, Bernadette's like, oh my gosh, we're going to get published. Isn't this great? Oh, and I only had to lose one eye. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, she's, she's healing up though. And so. And my butthole is hanging out. What? My butthole intestines are hanging out. I I heard you, but what? I have a surgery next week. They're going to put them back in. Um, and uh, it's going to totally be worth it, though, because we're getting published. My pop the champagne. Are you implying that they gang raped her? Because that is not what happened in the movie. I'm saying that that's what happened. What, in the movie. She would be dead in real life, Jackie. Period. It, like, it, yeah. the movie is over. In real life, she would be dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter about her conversations about her butthole hanging out. She's dead in real life. That's not what happened in this movie. Because her butthole fell out. No. Um, all right. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, she's walking to her car. Candyman shows up. And he's like, Helen, I'm not. Why, why am I doing your voice? Helen, you be my victim. I'm the Candyman. But I'm better at voice acting than Justin is. Uh, and she's like. Is she, she goes into like a trance-like state. Like, he's got she's, her paralyzed-ish. She, he's supposed to be hypnot hypnotizing her mm-hmm. uh the filmmaker thought that that would be more menacing than just being a crazy slasher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in fact at one point they tried real hypnosis sessions on virginia madsen and she immediately was like knock this shit off i hate it mm-hmm. but she's supposed to be hypnotized by the powers of the candy man so that's what happened, I guess. And she, he sometimes uses telepathy, and sometimes he talks out loud too. Yep. I think he bars her car to get to the next scene. <laughs> it's like I can't be you there because the bees are on strike. Candyman in your Fiesta gets pretty good gas can, mileage. Candyman and and a entranced woman driving down the highway. <laughs> yep. Turn right here. <laughs> He's also a very snappy dresser. I would say that he is definitely the best dressed person in this movie. Oh, yeah. He looks badass. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he looks cool. Tony Todd is a cool looking dude anyway. So Um, so she wakes up in uh, the Ruthie Jean's neighbor's house. Anna Marie, I guess, is the character name. She's in the bathroom. She's covered in blood. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Somebody is nicely laid her down on the floor uh-huh. and then put a jacket over her for comfort. Right. And they put her on the bathroom rug because, you know, you don't want her, you don't want her to get cold. Well, or somebody put her down? I don't... Okay. Either way, she wakes up on the floor with blood everywhere and uh, she thinks it's hers at first, but then she goes outside and she sees the, the dog has lost his head and uh, she's hearing screaming. Uh, the baby is not in its crib but there's blood everywhere and so she like any logical thinking person she picks up the murder weapon and then hits the mother in the shoulder with it yep (laughs) and then stands over her like a lunatic as the cops bust in you're done (laughs) you're that's 
They would have shot her right then. So it kind of seems like this dog blood mm-hmm. is, or, is fucking everywhere. It's right? everywhere. Right. And so do you think like she's like in a little cut here and onto the wall, right? And then she's like, I'm taking it to the next room, a little more cut. And just is blasting blood everywhere. She's like, ha, the painting nightmare begins. Okay, so your theory well, is that's already what... that Helen did this, did the damage herself. Well, no, she's not big enough to do this. Okay. That dog is huge. No, it's, it's a big dog. The Candyman had to cut the dog's head off and then grab it under his arms and just squeeze the blood <laughs> all over the apartment, running around maniacally going, I'm still a painter. You guys like Jackson Pollock? <laughs> I'm with Sam. It's an art thing. Okay. Right. Look at what I have created. So she's arrested. Um, she should have been shot right there. Um, but uh, she's like, I'd like to make my phone call. And so she calls home and Trevor's not there. It's three in the goddamn morning and Trevor's not home. Uh, right. And so she has to spend the night in jail. But next morning, uh, husband shows up. And uh, bails her out and takes her home. And they're like, yeah, they're trying to pin you with murder one here, but they don't have a body of the baby. They don't know where the baby is. Yeah. They also gave her like a private cell and cigarettes. This is better than the four seasons. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even the toilet wasn't that bad. And not to mention that during the interrogation, it's like you have the right to remain silent. Do you understand? Do you answer me? Scumbag. Like they don't fucking care if you squeal your goddamn brains out. That's what they want. Right. So it's like the cops are being heroic, stoic. Mm. Maybe that's another white, black thing that the movie's trying to do. That there's two justice systems. Hey, wink, wink, white lady. Don't talk. Yeah, right. If you want to walk, don't talk. Mm -hmm. He repeatedly asked her if she wants to talk to a lawyer. Right. Rather than a 53-hour interrogation that ends in a confession. That they wrote, it's only signed with an X by the person that they interrogated. Yeah. Don't talk, Ferruzia Balk. <laughs> by the way, if you want to talk, don't walk. Or wait, if you want to walk, don't talk. Uh, very popular slogan in St. Louis that got in trouble. It got it got in trouble. Uh, that, You're the, naughty those, slogan. Those, uh, <laughs> those billboards got in big trouble in St. Louis uh, with the bar. And uh, they were a pain in the ass with the... Uh, cops and stuff right they all got upset because it was like can't tell people that the bar the people who do the law degree crap why would they care because they're the ones that represent criminals <coughs> or uh, the presumed criminals well if you're getting pressure from the government to be like hey you shut the shit down that doesn't make any sense Jackie. no they got in trouble anyway okay. all right uh maybe some of our St. Louis listeners could explain that to us, but uh, I think Jackie's just uh, telling stories. Um, anyways, so uh, she's like, oh, man, stressful day. I need to take a bath. And she takes a bath, and nothing happens in the scene other than her, that her boobs are in it. Boobs. This is supposed to be, like, my point about all this is people think this is highbrow shit, and it is not. There is gratuitous nudity in it just for the sake of gratuitous nudity. Take off your sweater. That scene worked. 
take you, off your bra? You actually, because she's horrified and she, you know, yeah. she she's covered in blood and she wants the blood off of her, but she can't because she's got to go through this criminal process. That actually tracks. Well, and this I thought we were going to tub boob shot does it well and i thought we were gonna bathtub get the- boobs and later on when stacy just has her tit parade right like well we, i'm not leaving that on the roadside of horror yeah. not gonna leave those tits out uh. and what was sad is that trevor traded in some nice ass titties for <laughs> <laughs> stacy boobs like oh man it's it's just he's got to keep them moving. He oh god. He, there's a turnover rate. The, the, once your Trevor's squeeze, the clock is ticking. Once you discover Summer's Eve, it's over. Summer's Eve brings back freshness every time. I don't know what any of this means. What it, are you even on tonight? Summer's Eve is douche. I get it. What does that have to do with Trevor's revolving door of Stacy's? He likes the smelly crotch. I okay, whatever. Um, we're. <laughs> He himself is the douche yeah. and wishes to be a physical representation. <laughs> Doesn't make sense either. Someone thinks you're funny. I am not sure who it is. Uh, so she sees. So if you do think I'm funny, write into Sinker right. Madness. Okay, so she sees Candyman <laughs> in one of her photos, and she's like, "Oh wait, yeah, he was there." Uh, and then so she goes into the. Uh, medicine cabinet and she's like are you there candy man and he punches through the medicine cabinet hook hand and all punching his way in she's like ah runs out in the hallway oh he's out in the hallway runs back in tries to call the police but he can't she can't because candy man's there he's everywhere it looks like she gets it dialed mm-hmm. but then she just kind of leaves the phone on the counter so you know technically the police have all of this that that is happening from this point forward mm-hmm on a recording yeah yeah maybe um but we see what happens when you record Candyman later um uh, true and so he gives her a lecture kind of about like so now nobody believes in me which takes away my power and you've royally screwed me over lady so be my victim so you're thor like that's you're the marvel character thor but at the beginning of the movie, all you have to do is say his name five times and then he kills uh-huh. you. For whatever reason, he's like, Helen, Helen, you did the thing you're supposed to do, but I'm just going to bother you and kill a bunch of other people, Helen. Right. Why do you care, Candyman? Like, some guy got pinned for your murders. Okay, then go murder somebody else. Well, here's the deal. In we a- find out later why. Yeah. Do in, we? A- in abusive relationships... Yes. You eliminate people that can help and that will be a support system and tell you that what's happening to you is not okay. You start eliminating those people early so that you can isolate them. And that's what Candyman is doing? Yep. He's in an abusive relationship? Yep. With who? Helen. She's abusing Candyman? No. He is abusing her Uh, by killing off her friends and shit. uh, Why? We'll find out at the end of this film. Okay, all right. All right. So Bernadette, she comes over. She's like, hey, I brought cookies. Uh, and uh, Helen's like, uh, don't come in here. Candy man is here. And she's like, oh, candy. You got candy on, in your house? All right. I'll come in. <laughs> cookies is and this, candy. You just got out of jail candy? Because yeah. I heard that is the best. And she, Bernadette, gets candy manned. And uh, the husband comes home and he finds a dead body in his living room and Helen in the bathroom floor holding a knife. She's in the kitchen. Whatever. 
She's covered in blood, holding she's the knife. Got a thing on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, not good. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to think that you did kill the last dog, and that maybe you stole a baby. I mean, are you a Dakini? Yeah. No, brownie. A brownie. Yes, thank you. Uh, Willow reference. This looks bad, honey. I mean, uh, <laughs> what do you what do you want to you want to tell me something? <laughs> At this point, he's like, "Thank God we don't have pets." Right? <laughs> Fuck. Maybe they did. <laughs> that cat is gone. We don't talk about the pets. He hiked on the last chair <laughs> he was ever going to hike on. All right, so she gets put in the loony bin. Straight to the loony bin. And meanwhile, Candyman, this whole time, a month goes by. Meanwhile, Candyman is just hanging out with a baby. We do see the scene where he sticks his finger in the baby's mouth, so maybe he is feeding it. Candyman and like taking care of it is taking care of a baby this whole time. Candyman is adequately taking care of a baby. He doesn't have breasts, therefore he doesn't have milk. Therefore he must go to the store and purchase some prepared formula for said baby. Candyman has a shopping list, <laughs> and he steals shit out of other people's apartments by using the mirror method. Candy, I mean... Because he doesn't have any fucking money. Once again, I want to remind everybody that people think this is a highbrow movie. It's respected. It's got a 70 Metacritic score and a almost an 8 on Letterboxd. People think that this is good and Candyman spends a month hanging out with a baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, he's going to give this kid back after, like, a few hours. He's going to... Why did he say, like, Helen, be mine, or the kid gets it, or I'll take the kid back if you don't be mine? Or how about Candyman, you're a bad guy, kill the baby, okay? And be like, Helen, be my slave. And she doesn't have a choice because she's hypnotized. It doesn't, like, like no. The baby doesn't need to exist. It's not a bartering tool for a real villain. Well, and the thing is, is the baby cries a lot, uh -huh. right? Nobody thinks like, hey, that abandoned apartment. Right. There's a baby there's crying a baby in there. baby crying in it. That one that has all the holes in it so the sound could travel really easily. Baby crying in it. And it's next door to the mother yeah. of said baby. And she's like, I don't hear anything. God, what is that baby crying sound? Where is that? It's like there was a baby in my walls. That can't be. Where I'll just tear down this mirror. Yeah. I mean, no. The it, medicine's not working. It's so stupid. Okay. So um, a month later, uh, Helen's still in the bin. And uh, doctor's like, hey, come on in here. I want to check you out. Um, uh, we've, we've kept you tranquilized this entire time. She's like, I lost an entire month. He's like, yeah, that was really powerful stuff we were putting in your veins. And we all raped you. Yeah, we touched you in various spots. Um, one guy came in and licked your face and said, huh. And then you stabbed him later with uh, a needle. How does uh, Sarah Connor kill that guy that licks her face? Or does the Terminator kill him? Terminator kills him. No, I think she kills think, him. Yeah, she rams his balls so far up his neck. I want she my breaks his neck, sauce. I think, after she uses a paper clip to free herself. Yeah, right. She's pretty badass. I like Sarah Connor. Um, anyways, so the doctor's like, uh, we're here to judge you to see if you can stand trial. Um, 
if you're loony or not. And she's like, huh? Oh, well, I can clearly see your nuts. She said. Oh my God. <laughs> With that, I'm getting another beer. You He's got some weirdos. planters peanuts on his desk. So he then shows her the footage, the video footage, the security camera footage of Candyman not being there when she was like, he's here, he's under the bed. Which earlier in a scene, we see that Candyman can be photographed because she catches a snapshot of Candyman with the positive. True. Good observation, Sam. Uh Uh-huh. But she's the only one that sees that photo, too. So let's circle back. But good observation, but let's circle back to that. Um, So she's like, I can prove Candyman exists. So she calls his name five times. He shows up, stabs the doctor, cuts his back open. This was fun. Yeah. I can't. I This is fun because the guy is dying with the blood and you're like, oh, this is going to be really subtle mm-hmm. like the rest of the movie, but then it's not. Tony Todd stands up and he's just ripping him open. Mm-hmm. He's jerking around. You're like, whoa, Candyman, you're fucking that guy up. Yikes. <laughs> and it kind of seemed like he started from the butthole up. Yeah. Well, that's what he says yeah. at the very beginning. Uh, cut you from your uh, groin to your gullet. Oh, I missed that part. Yep. That's how he does it. Uh, so he's like, you want to get out of here? And she's like, kind of. And so he takes her straps off, and then he flies out the window. <laughs> it looks he does the weirdest, coolest fly out of a window backwards that makes like, he can do that too. Right? He can float. He can fly. He can hypnotize. May or may not be able to turn into bees. What, we'll get to that later. What can't the candy man do? He's the candy man can. <laughs> Keep a tidy bathroom. <laughs> Okay, um, so she climbs out the window, and then she bangs on a door of another room, and she's like, let me in, let me in, and the the RN's like, oh my god, what are you doing out there? You could have fallen, and then she kills the RN. Like, she pushes her down, and the lady's head bonks against the floor. She's dead. It's not a casual... Or she's in the hospital. Well, yeah, but with her brains leaking out? There's no blood, so I'm just led to believe that she just kind of knocked her out. Oh, no. I think she, that lady cracked her skull. She went down hard on the concrete floor. Like, there's even a sh- shot of her head bouncing off. Pretty, yeah. She, she didn't make it. Um, but she's like, okay, bye. Um, she steals her scrubs. She runs home, and sure as shit, there's fucking Stacy. She's already moved in, not even a month ago. How, how many days did Trevor wait before he was like, yeah, so she's in the bin. Come on over. Three hours. Three hours. <laughs> yeah, because they they have been working on this. Uh, They're remodeling. <laughs> yeah, the remodel for a while. And uh, obviously, she is the only one working on it because he's like, what is he under doing? Under the shower. He's, he's just lounging around wearing a bathrobe watching her paint. <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. He's just sitting in his office drinking. Yeah. Oh my god! And she's doing a shitty job painting the entire apartment pink. Yeah, she's That's so gross. No logic to her painting method. I just love pink. I love flamingos. <laughs> and Candyman's like, God damn it! These people that think they they can paint, I can paint. <laughs> All right. So, um, she's like, "You suck, Trevor." Bye bye. And so I've got no place to go. I'm gonna go to Candyman's house. And uh, she finds murals of uh, his origin story 
And she's walking around, and then she finds this Candyman taking a snooze. <laughs> He's having a Candyman nap. <laughs> the horror. <laughs> Freddy didn't take naps. This is not scary. <laughs> and what happens if they if she would have taken a feather and like just raising a child? <laughs> None of this is frightening. The Candyman is not scary. I'm sorry. He had to take a nap because he's been raising a child for a month. <laughs> Papa like, needs a snooze. Kid, the kid sleeps. I take a nap. It's you just gotta. You just don't get it until you have an infant. <laughs> God damn it! Also, my nipples hurt. Uh, <laughs> so they can't because he opens his jacket right. later, and his nipples are bees. <laughs> Do you think he's trained the bees after a month to be like, go feed the baby? Yeah. Don't sting it in the face. Yeah. The bees are like, oh, God, I hate you so much. More Honey, it's, hey, baby, it's honey for dinner again. <laughs> honey, I stung the kids. Oh, boy. All right. So she stabs him to no effect. He wakes up and uh, she's like, I'll let you go or I'll let the baby go if you be my victim. And she's like, fine. I've got no place else to go. Whatever. Do what you got to do, Candyman. Can okay, so I'm gonna burn a question mm-hmm. because we just kind of went past this. Okay, why didn't she Candyman Trevor and Sarah? Yeah, I have this too. Like right now, where she's super crazy, she's obviously not getting away with it. She has to go see the Candyman and give up. These two are murder freebies. You guys are also you're still man. You're you. Really got a different take on this movie than I I do or that most people do. Um, let's circle back to that. Uh, so he, he she's like, okay, fine, I'm yours. I'm, I give you myself to you, Candyman. And so he picks her up and lays her on the table, and then he gives her bees. <laughs> he and this is one of my questions for later. I'll just do it now. Does he bee bang her? Is that what's happening? Yeah, because I remember the first, and it's odd that I forget things about this movie, having seen it so many times. I always remember this being the end of the movie, like, that's it, he takes her, she's now killed by him, but no, there's like a whole bunch of movie after Uh this, and I'm like scratching my head going, wait, she said that she'll be your victim, and you're like, it was always you, Helen, and then you like take bees from your mouth and put it into hers and rub her face and lean down, and it's obvious that like... You guys are just making it in bees. Bee bang. Maybe. I don't really know what the bees are. Because it doesn't. She's not she's dead. She's not dead. Or anything. Like, get to another scene and I'm like, wait, this movie has more? I thought that was it. That's the only possible thing is that. I Or unless he's passing on his Candyman powers via bee. Like, you have to get smothered in bees like I was to become Candyman. What happens if you just accidentally get smothered in bees? Do you become Candyman? Is that how that works? How does Candyman work? I don't know, because it's we're going to have other questions here okay, soon. Now because now pushing through. she's still alive. She wakes up. The baby's gone. And now Candyman has double-crossed her? Right. What? By putting the baby in the middle of the bonfire what yeah and she is starting to become her own candy man because now she has a hay bale hook 
Well, that's the hook that she, she stabbed Candyman with. That's Candyman's there was extra, spare hook. Yeah, he's got spare hooks. Even though he can't grab them. Because <laughs> his hand is actually a hook. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think after so many years, that would have kind of healed over. Uh, yeah. Might want to have that looked at, Candyman. It's, yeah, it's still goopy. Yeah, it's, just, it's dripping pretty bad, pal. It smells. <laughs> You're making a mess. <laughs> okay. Um, so she sees the baby in Trash Mountain. And uh, the, the uh, one take Jake is like, holy crap, Candyman's going into that trash mountain because he, all he sees is the hook as she goes in. Uh, and uh, so he's like, everybody, Candyman's inside Trash Mountain. And they're like, well, finally, we've got that bastard corner. <laughs> <laughs> this was exactly why we built this thing. We have been this. The Candyman trap has finally worked. Nobody's like, shut up, Jake. <laughs> you dumb kid. They're like, grab the gas. <laughs> well, and obviously this thing has been being built for a while. Uh-huh. So they're like, we'll lure him out here with a sink. Okay, that didn't work. Yep. Who else has got something they can put on this pile? And then eventually they're like, it's a burn pile. I've got a bumper from a 67 Oldsmobile. Yeah. And they start calling it a burn pile because uh-huh. they're like, oh, God, this is just turned into trash. It's Trash Mountain. Uh, and so she's in there. She's looking for the baby. She finds the baby. And they start burning the, the trash. And Candyman grabs her and he's like, you can't get out. I can't get out. We're going to burn here together, Helen. And she's like, well, what about the baby? And he's like, fuck that baby. And uh, <laughs> As is tradition. Even, even though I raised it myself. It, it sucked from my bee nipple. Uh, and so... She stabs him with the stick she gets her hands on, and she crawls out, hands the baby to the family or the mom, and then dies. She gets Anakin Skywalker. She gets Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Um, she dies. Did she die? I, like, yeah, she, she died from her burns. Yeah, which yeah. And then they they tried to pretty her up in the coffin with some flowers over her head. I don't think, but she, I don't uh, think you can do that. I don't think she would have died. Like, have a bad day. Uh, depending on the amount of smoke she inhaled and... Oh, yeah, I guess she could have died. Uh, how severe, severe the burns were, right? Well, they weren't that severe. Uh, her skin crumpled she up like, like Anakin a marshmallow. She looked like Anakin Skywalker, but yeah, you know. We don't have Star Wars technology. You, you don't... And this is the 90s, so yeah, she's gonna fucking die. You need some, you need some balm for your back every now There's and There's not, now. like, a piece of her ass that she can, like, graph off and put on her face, okay? You it's, see burn victims all the time! The, the, no, she died. She, well, I think she could have died from smoke inhalation. That's a good cause of death. Not the burns. We also don't know the after effects of bee banging. Yeah, bee banging. Yeah. Yeah. She could have been in a compromised state. <laughs> exactly. She needed an, uh, what's that called? Epinephrine pen? Yeah, an epinephrine. Yeah, and uh, didn't have one. Mm-hmm. But then she wakes up and uh, she's trying to save this baby. And that combined with the burning and the smoke mm-hmm. inhalation. Yeah. She was not long for this world. Uh, speaking of not long for this world, Candyman's still in the fire. He can't get out. And I think he explodes into bees. Burning bees. Yeah. Well, in one take, Jake sees him. Does he? Yeah. That's how he focuses in. He's like squinting his eyes and he's looking into the fire. And he could see the outline of the Candyman. Huh. And then, bee explosion! Exploded in burning bees. Uh, okay. Uh, at Helen's funeral, uh, all the all the project people they show up, and uh, little Jake tosses the Candyman claw in on her grave, and the husband's like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get that out of there before we bury her." Why? I don't want her coming through the mirror again. Trevor, 
doesn't know about any of this stuff. Yes, he Trevor does. Trevor doesn't even know who these people are. He knows about the Candyman. He knows about what she said, the Candyman. Yeah, but wonder if she's going to become the new Candyman. I can't take that chance. I don't. I think you're giving Trevor an awful lot of credit. Trevor is not. a Trevor's also real standing bright. there with his uh, Sarah girlfriend, Stacy. Stacy. Mm-hmm. Stacy. But the professor of Candyman is also there. Yeah, and he's like, "I told you that right. this was going to not turn out well." <laughs> you should have read my book. <laughs> but don't worry, I've got your picture, so I'll just uh, I'll give you a credit. <laughs> I'll give you an honorable mention in the this book is dedicated to. Yeah. Okay, so later, uh, Trevor's sitting in the bathroom, wallowing in his self-loathing, and Stacy's like, "I'm making dinner." Do 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 do. Yeah, and all of a sudden he fucking She's cares. She's not. He fucking. She's making a tit parade. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But all of a sudden, he fucking cares about his wife that he had committed, that oh, he knew was never going to come back, Helen. and that he had been Helen. cheating on for a long time. And now all of a sudden, he fucking cares. Helen, you say Helen's name five times in the mirror. She shows up. She did, and she kills Trevor. With she is the new Candyman. Or the Candyman. The Helen, the new Candyman. Uh. She has the Candyman uh-huh. hook. Right. It's not even a generic one now. Nope. It's the it's the one with the nails in it. Yep. Um. But she's not called Candy. She says Helen five times in the mirror. Yeah. Well, in in all defense, I'm going to burn this question because we're at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's questions time. Um. Okay, so Candyman gets burned, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't see the burninated version of the Candyman. Which, right. time, which time did he get burned? When he was alive as a human man or a candy man? As a human man, right? Okay. They they bee stinged him and mm-hmm. then they burned him, right? Okay. Well, she gets burninated and dies. Uh-huh. And so now she has to be burninated victim for the rest of her fucking days? That's true. That's true. Candyman's body was burned up. And she might have died from bee banging and smoke inhalation. I don't think she died from fire. Why is she burned up and Candyman is not burned up? Right. And because why? Freddy's burned up, like if if Candyman had been Freddy faced, they would have been like, dude, seriously, he's a guy that haunts your nightmares, and he's burned up, like, mm. and he's also Thor. <laughs> yeah. So why do we have? Why does she have to be fucking disgusting yeah, afterwards? That, that, that doesn't that doesn't track at all. You're absolutely right. Uh. All right. Uh. I mean, where do we even start? Like. I start with the major question. Is he bees? Is he bees? No, he's a meat sack with some he's bees. He's bees. No, the, because he bees. has... He blows up his bees. He has to be able to move about the city unnoticed. And when he, he dies at the end, bees fly out everywhere on fire. He's bees. Mm, that's a pretty good point. I don't think he's bees. I think he's just filled with bees. But yeah, I I, I see your I point too because a, he opens his coat and he's got like bones and muscle and and skin. Okay, okay. but he is turning into bees. I got I, I I figured it out. He is a bee that's filled with bees. He's not bees. He's just one bee. He's the mega <laughs> that bee. has bees living inside of him because he does have bee like powers. When he when he hovers over her and he's not caught on camera, even though he's caught on camera elsewhere. Uh. It's the only way he could do that. It's like it's like a bee hovers over a, a, a petal, you know? 
but he doesn't make that sound. You know what, uh, Sam, have you ever heard of Swarm, the Spider-Man villain? I think so. He came about in about uh, 1996 or so. Uh, it was during the Clone mm. Saga that everybody hated. And he is bees. And guess what his power is? Fear. He needs, yeah. he inspired, he thrives on fear. And he is made of bees. He is bees. Like, dude, seriously, Marvel? Like, you couldn't even do, like, he's ants? Ant? He's made, he's man ant. No, he's seriously Candyman. It's like, dude. He-Man and she also has. Which makes Candyman bees. Yeah, but I think he's just one bee <laughs> filled with bees. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's bees. He's the hive. Yeah, he could be the hive. That's a good point. He's the hive. Yeah. He's like, come on to me and mm-hmm. make honey. Well, Don't sting my wiener or my butthole. <laughs> but you guys can live in like this chest area. If he's not bees, how does he get around with the disappearing act business? Right. Well, bees don't just disappear. Actually, they do, sadly. But you just don't notice. You don't care. You're like, you oh, know, bees, get away from that. Know, but it's just Candyman going from place to place. Eight states. bees. Eight states in the United States right now no longer have bees. Eight of them. Bees have disappeared from eight states. And we have a problem, Houston. Which states? Do you know? I didn't read the article. <laughs> You're a dick. Oh, my God. It was while I was You're walking like, down the stairs to do this green, podcast. It was on the green onion. It, the green onion. Annie, if you don't know what something is, just don't talk about it. It's the green onion. This is my made-up newspaper. Okay. Yeah. You, I think you made up the onion, too. It just so happens that there is something called the onion, and you have no idea it's what it's about. It's a cha-cha-cha. Okay. Um, so, if he's... But let's say... Even if he isn't bees, why is she not bees? Why is she not bees? Do you... He was murdered by bees. He did die from bees, not from being burned up. And she died from what they say is being burned up. Maybe you become what your death was. Yeah, but she also had a bunch of fucking bee stings. So she's like a combo. Yeah, but that was from the bee bang. That didn't kill her. Oh, God. What happens if you if you get candy manned by drowning? Do you become Hydro Man? Heart attacked candy manned. Like, do you become a heart attack? Is that like it doesn't it has to be one or the other. You become your favorite. Well she food. would be traveling <laughs> sodium. She's gonna be traveling smoke inhalation. Right. How does that even work? It stinks up your apartment, is what it does, and you're like, oh my gosh, she's back. I... So, and also, what is he beyond the bees? Is he urban legend themselves? Because my, my point is, is that he is an urban legend. That's what his whole motivation is. Hmm. But the razor blades and the candy, he you don't see him dispersing that to the children on Halloween, but that was an urban legend. So is he all of the urban legends? Like, if... if like that's where his power comes from. Even even like the guy, the hook, the hook. Uh, you know, the couple on Lovers Lane, and they get the hook guy, and then the they make it home, and they escape, and the hook is on the back of the bumper. That was a mistake on his part when he was trying to expand, kind of like the penis chopping. Uh huh. Right, right, right. But I'm not, seriously though, is that what he is? Is he urban legend? I 
think he's bees. <laughs> I, I think he is because if if we think about it, right? Well, why bring in the whole um, scene where Helen goes in to her husband's class, right? And they're talking about urban legends. Right. Is- I read it in a newspaper. I heard it from so and so, and she is obviously thinks that this is an urban legend, right? That she is uh, researching and doing her business mm-hmm. on or her thesis on. So I think that it is, I am an urban legend. And unless I can continue to thrive and be talked about mm-hmm. in whispers, I will die. Right. So is he also like, like that lady that had uh, spiders lay eggs in her beehive hair? Is he also that? Is that where the bees come from, Sam? Beehive hair? Urban legend? I, it just doesn't, none of it tracks. None of it lines up with anything. You can't he's make his own sense thing. of it. Yeah, but he's not. He's other things. He's candy with he, razor blades. He is a man that went against society and we murderized him. Okay. And let that be a lesson to you, young man. Know your goddamn place. Whoa. That is what they're saying with this Who, urban legend. Who's saying that? people i don't think so i i think they are i think they're saying look this guy he crossed a boundary socially that you're not supposed to do uh you you don't have sex with a virgin without being married to her (laughs) and that's what you're that's why they murdered him jackie that's what i think nope that's not why they murdered him (laughs) why did they murder him then because he was black you Ignoramus. <laughs> Seriously. I thought it was because she was a virgin and no. he wasn't going to marry her. Because they say that he's from a prestigious family. They've Doesn't got matter. money and wealth. And, he you know. He had sex with the farmer's daughter as a black man. Oh. He was not supposed to do that. Oh, fuck. That didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Um. Anyways, uh, I'll go with where Jackie's trying to go poorly. What does this film say socially? I know what it attempts to say. You've got gentrification here, obviously. You've got um, uh, whitewashing of history. Um, you've got, obviously, uh, civil unrest with, uh, as we just discussed, um, uh, lack of equal rights, blah, 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 blah. You know, basically any social topic you can have, it tries to cram in here. But what does it actually say? Socially, is this whole thing a big metaphor that we should be, that we're, that people have said, stop paying attention to because it's just freddy knockoff they're here for the hook hand murders but is this film actually trying to be a social metaphor for something sam i'm gonna go to you first well that was the intent okay that it was supposed to highlight the long-standing social inequality that had happened in the city of chicago but what does that have to do with a serial killer with spooky powers Obviously, he's bees. <laughs> That's your only answer. I think this is a, a public announcement for bees. Hey, so don't we have fucking to go back piss to... them off or they'll kill you with a hook. He does this thing, which I can't... You were always the one, Helen. You're the only one. Is Helen the girl reincarnated okay. or is he... She? I Because this is going to be like part of the whole social statement because they... Become one in bees. His message is written over a mural that he painted that focuses in on the farmer's daughter. 
it was always you, Helen, cut to his painting of the farmer's daughter. So, yeah, I think it either, it either she is or in his mind, she's his, uh, the mummy's confusion with Rachel Vise. So, it's just a tragic love story. Or he's just a dipshit and thinks all white people look or all the she's- same. <laughs> No, she kind of just... looked like the mural. Come on. Or Candyman has more in common with Trevor, and she's just <laughs> the next Candyman Stacy. Okay, so what were you trying to say that that says socially? Well, that would be like the sort of in your face of it is that an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though it's sort of doesn't play on screen i think as hard as you want to because she doesn't really like him and they're in bees their sex scene is bees well and the thing is i think that sam is kind of onto something here is that if it was supposed to be a love tale about him Mm -hmm. finding her again Mm -hmm. after all these years a reincarnation type thing they really missed the boat they really missed the boat they touched on it but really missed the boat and then i felt like at the end when they were evangelicanizing her evangelicanizing her is not a word evangelical is a religion yes her is is not a word uh you mean making her angelic no i mean making her god because i mean like we see this picture her is a word that you could use deitizing so i mean she's got like the the lights and shit coming Mm -hmm. out of her head and she's a baby saver and she fights against evil and that gives the people hope which is no oh. she's the burnt goddess of hook murder uh-huh. huh Candyman painted that not the people not the project people that's a Candyman original the last uh-huh. the thing so that's how he sees her that's kind of shit yeah it's real kind of shit um my que- uh, so since we can't answer anything I've got a I've got a theory that you guys seem to really be lobbed onto that you didn't even state was it her all along does Candyman even exist or is she just a serial killer no Candyman exists because of the bees exploding in the bonfire the kid sees him she he shows up in a photo even though she only sees that photo Jake does see Candyman in the fire I don't think, I'm still not convinced that Jake sees Candyman in the fire and we see all the bees at the beginning of the movie. So I, I do believe that the Candyman is real, but she is a catalyst because once he figures out that she's around, he turns into the psycho boyfriend that tries to isolate her, remove all of her support functions, and then be like, you belong to me. She has no way of killing the psychiatrist from the asshole up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's still going to get blamed for it. Okay. I, I just think that it would be an interesting Tyler Durden theory. Um they're one and the same. He lives inside of her mind. No. Okay. All right. Um. What else we got? Why is he dressed like a pimp? I mean, he looks cool. Don't snappy. get me wrong. It's snappy. But here's the deal. Does Candyman... I mean, he's been around for 150 years. It, it kind of seemed to me with like the, uh, the like neck cha- tie that he had mm-hmm. that they were trying to go for a period piece. I don't think that jacket is seriously, like, that's a pimp's jacket. It's wool. He's 70s. That's the period. Yeah, it's wool. Why? And it's fur. But why? Why is he dressed like a pimp? 
He's been doing this for 120 damn years. No. Maybe once you become the Candyman, you can't change your clothes. But then where did he get those clothes? If he's the Candyman in 1890, he couldn't have gotten a jacket from the 1970s and traveled it back in time to the 1890s. That is not how people dressed in the 1890s, Jackie. He's dressed like fucking Isaac Hayes. Who the hell is that? Mm, Exactly. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. it's, It's just, again, one of those, like filmatic decisions that somebody made that doesn't work with the context of the film and people blow this movie thinking it's highbrow it uh no it's not yeah this movie is not highbrow it is i got a lot of plot holes like a swiss cheese Uh and just 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 look past that yep let's just go on to the bonfire that the baby is in and uh yeah things are collapsing you might get out but chances are she died with the baby in her arms in that fire. Well, you know, it is extremely ambiguous, but I will give it some props. It's very artistically made. The pacing is solid and the soundtrack is magnificent. The soundtrack is really good. So, yeah, um, it has more than... 99% of horror movies just right there. Right, sure, but that's not, doesn't, okay, let me read you a, a five-star review on Letterboxd. This is from Josh, Josh Lewis. Uh, uses gentrification in academia, uh, academia in Chicago as an access point to the trauma of slavery being painted over in Reconstruction before jumping off into a moody urban folklore dream where historical pain is mythologized and martyred in the form of Tony Todd's Candyman whose incredible physical presence, blah, 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 blah. That's the type of language that they are using to describe this film. So my question to you guys is, why do people like it? Why do people like this movie? Okay, at the very beginning, I said that his implicit theme was solid and well-delivered. That's what they like. It is an incoherent pile of bees by the end of it because i was really halfway through this time i was like i think i got it figured out and then by the anakin skywalker thing i'm like what the fuck is going on in this again so the the horror film gets lost mm-hmm. and the subtext never gets lost the subtext is well delivered and the film itself has a decent solid feel all the way to it's just completely incoherent on paper as a story yeah see i think there's you're right that there's two movies here uh there's a movie that tries to make some social statements uh and succeeds in that and then on top of it it's like it's like a, a da vinci painting there's a painting underneath it uh but you don't see that painting because the mona lisa is on top uh except for in this one what's on top is not the Mona Lisa. It's a very poorly written cliche horror movie. So yeah, that's, that's what's happened here. The horror movie part of this is just as stupid as every other movie that you were comparing it to. As far as a horror movie, it's the good film that's underneath it. That is what you're appreciating. Yeah. And there's no reason to, you know, you can appreciate, you're allowed to appreciate subtext. Yep. I, I, I like that uh, explanation. Jackie, um, why don't we start with final recommendations if we're all ready? Uh, why don't you go first? I'm going to give it a do. Okay. I enjoyed it. It was 
fucking dumb. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's slightly confusing, but. Slightly confusing. We could not figure uh, out what it was about. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yes. But it is kind of scary. And it's a good spooktober type of thing. Okay. And a nonsensical November, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give it a do. And I really like Tony Todd. He's awesome. I mean, he is just a badass. Him and Lance Reddick should Price have a buddy cop movie yeah both be like god too much awesome voice acting and i mean he he just makes the whole movie for me i mean he is just he's the pinnacle of what i envision a scary bad guy to be to look like in the Mm -hmm. face like his facial features um the way that he contorts his face in certain scenes that is what I expect a bad guy to do okay. and to sell it. And so I, I think that Tony Todd is, is fucking incredible and I'm going to give it a do. All right. Uh, I am not. I do not like the Candyman. Um, I think it's very draggy. Uh, honestly, three people die in this horror movie. Uh, and it's mostly just her wandering around with a confused look on her face. Tony Todd doesn't even show up until 60% of the movie is over. That's what you're coming for is Tony Todd. Well, guess what? Just skip to the end because he's not in the goddamn movie. Uh, he's in the very first <coughs> part with the B oh, bundle. He has a three-second off-screen dialogue. Yep. Great. Um, and then we can fast forward from there. Yeah, no, th- I, I, <laughs> I don't like this movie. I don't think that there's anything to show up for, even with Tony Todd. I would like to see the second and the third one because I imagine they're, they get a little bit more loose with things. Uh, and Tony Todd's great, but uh, this one it tries to be Silence of the Lambs, and it is not. It is not even close as intelligence as that. Sam, to you. Oh wait, can I ask a question? I can't. Sure. Uh, is Tony Todd in the other two? I hope so. It would be pretty stupid. Yeah. If it wasn't. Oh, okay. 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 He's in the new one too. Oh hey, yeah. Sam. Um. How do I give a don't to a movie that I've watched five times? I'm surprised you gave a don't to a movie that you've seen three times. Every time I've been forced upon it by you. (laughs) It's a good reason. Uh, I am confused by it, but I think it's worth seeing. Um, I also think that it grabs something that every fucking vampire movie tries to grab Mm -hmm. is that sort of romanticized antihero in the villain. Mm -hmm. It actually works in this way better than it works in any of that vampire bullshit that n- never pulls it off. I just, I, do, I I'm going to disagree with you. I think that it tries to, but he is not. If if he was the spirit of uh, racial injustice as vengeance, that would be the case. But seriously, you call him three times or five times in the mirror and it kills you. That, well, but not... he doesn't kill Heather. Helen. Helen. Sorry, doesn't kill Helen. Right. Because he recognizes her You're my as the farm love. girl's or the farm guy's daughter, so it, it, it Sam's right. It is this nostalgic. Oh my God! There you are. I died for you. I die for you again. But I want to keep you with me for the rest of our lives. Also, I for hope eternity. I hope you like bees because I'm bees now. <laughs> I am bees. I like honey. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Oh, God, the bees, not the bees. Uh, also, Sandra watched it with me, and she was riveted through the whole thing. So even though it is a very slow-paced film, almost everybody that I've ever watched see it the first time, they make it through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody makes it through Candyman. Yeah. And I stand by that it's 
better than 99% of the genre because the genre is so bad. All right. That's your show. Uh, Next up is my pick or Jackie's pick. This was Sam's pick. So So it's yours? Yep. You just picked something. Well, that's because you were a dick bag. And you were. You picked. Me and uh, Sam had no, our own. No, you picked little... Dragonheart. You picked Dragonheart. No, we had. We nope. had our own nope. adventure. You I think it's Dragonheart. my turn again. It's my turn. Damn yeah, it! It's, no, it's Justin's yep, pick. I'll pick. Shut up, Sam. Um, I'm trying to get another pick. I think I'm going to do Rumpelstiltskin. <gasps> if it's streaming. Oh boy! Is that the one with the truck driver? Yep. Truck yes. driver Rumpelstiltskin. Yep. Uh, so if it's streaming, uh, that will be the movie. If not, it will be a different horror movie that is streaming. Uh, guys, have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Get to the chocolate.